Welcome to the Creative Rise podcast, where we believe you deserve to break the creative struggle and it should be simple. We are so grateful you're here with us today. Let's dive in. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Creative Rise podcast. We are so glad that you are here listening to this. Uh, it's going to be a heater. Because <laughs> it's not going to be a heater. It's, it's just going to be, be it. Think of it as a good like mom and dad sit down chat talk. This is a good reminder. This is a kids, kids come to the living room. <laughs> Kids, get to the living room. Everybody. We are sitting on a couch. Don't so bring does. your phones. We need all your full attention. Please bring your phone or else you won't be able to listen to this podcast. Oh, my God. Um, but no, this is going to be an encouraging conversation. It's going to be something that I think will be a great conversation because a lot of people actually disagree with, I think, what we are about to talk about, which Joey and I are actually comfortable in those types of conversations. Yeah, I love this. Joey's an Enneagram 8, so he just really thrives off of confrontation. I'm a 6, so it makes me a little nervous. But ultimately, I think it's really important. Therefore, it is worth it to have this type of conversation. So this is an important conversation because this is literally the easiest. Well, what we're going to talk about today, the main headlining like concept of this, this is the easiest way to lose your business. Oh, yeah. In like a tiny amount of time. Yeah. Literally. So like, this is coming in love. I bet you if you <laughs> did this, if you keep doing this, what we're going to be talking about today, you will lose your business in under two years. I, I bet yeah. you you will. Yeah. So here's here's the, the gist of what we're going to say. The easiest way to lose your business is by not acting like a service provider, not serving your clients when you are a service provider. If you're a photographer, yeah. service provider, filmmaker, oh, service provider. Web designer, uh, oh, service provider, <laughs> copywriter, social media strategist, uh, whatever you can, all service providers. We're all service providers. If you are not serving your clients, giving them service, if you refuse them service, or even if you refuse to serve them in the way you've, you've told them you're going to serve them, you're going to lose your service business. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so this is a really, really important question. Yeah. Important, uh, topic because we've seen this a bunch. Yeah. This is something that I have done wrong. This is something you've done wrong. Hundred percent. We fixed that. Everyone's done this wrong at some point, but there's different levels of it. There's levels of it where I feel like the things that I did when I wasn't serving people, you know, when I was like a little kid running a business, I'm like, I did some stuff where I could have definitely served people more. You know, it's like, oh shoot, learn from that, move on. And then there's just some people that like really don't grasp necessarily the idea of like you are a service provider and they you need guys I really hope you listen to this like if this is you I really really urge you to change your perspective on your business because it's going to cost you your business mm-hmm. right so everyone makes yeah. this type of mistake some people make it way bigger than some people some people make it less doesn't matter at the end of the day it's all mistakes yep. and it needs to be changed but totally Here's basically the gist. So again, the easiest way to lose your business is to stop acting like a service provider and stop servicing your clients when you are a service provider. Now, what does that look like? Here's a great example of that. I did this big marketing, big marketing campaign with a company once. Company ends up going out of business right near the end of the campaign was not because of us. It was because of uh, some local regulation stuff that was going on and some finance stuff they had on their on their end. And it, it was really sad, but they, they had to fold. And they came to me saying, hey, you know, this didn't work for us and blah, blah, blah. We're going out of business. And I'm going, I'm sitting there going, well, we're, we're not even really like fully launched what we've been building you guys because it's taken like four months, overhauled your entire brand, new logo, new name, 
like literally down to the name, everything we changed. We rebranded everything and they came up with all this new marketing strategy, new websites, new everything, new socials. And just as we were starting to like launch all their new programming and stuff, they had to go out of business. Now I had two options. I could either say they were asking me for money back because they were like, we're going out of business. And, and I'm sitting there going, wow, okay. They are asking me for the service I was providing to them. They're asking for a portion of that back because of the outcome that they have right now, even though it had nothing to do with us. I am a service provider. I can either burn this bridge, burn this client, burn my reputation with this client, create a terrorist in that town in terms of my business, or I can serve them because I'm a service provider, assess, is there any way that I can give them a break? Mm -hmm. And can I serve them that way? Yeah. And so I did. I wrote them a check for however many thousands of dollars. And I was like, here, here's what we're going to give you guys back because basically they committed to something in a contract and they were faulting on their contract because they ended up having to fold. So I could have easily said, no, you have to pay me for this month, this month, and this month. You have to pay me all the way through. You signed the contract. But instead I went, you know what? That's okay. You already paid me for that. I know our contract's running out past the date that you're now going out of business on. So I will write you a check for the rest. And I'm so sorry that this has happened to you guys. I wish you guys the best on your next venture, right? I was able to service them. That is not always the response people give. A lot of times people will say, well, it's in our contract. Do you read the contract? I don't have to do that. You know, and they'll go into all of these things and of why they're justified, why they're justified. And again, it, what it does, is it creates a terrorist because you are a service provider who's not serving your clients. And let me just put this on the record. There is times when I have also said no to people and said, hey, it's stated in the contract. And I've, I've, there's times when I've held strong to that. But a lot of the times it's not a contract issue. It's a heart and a reputation issue. Absolutely. And you have to ask yourself, what is more important? Is my reputation here more important? Is this going to tarnish my reputation? Because there is no contract that will ever hold you to a certain amount of revenue that's going to keep you a certain amount of money. I bet you that is going to outweigh what losing your reputation will yep. cost you, right? Yep. You're losing your reputation will always cost you more money than whatever contract you're trying to stick to is going to keep you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like that is a fact. Yeah. So a big example of that is... Yeah, and this is from the I was in the wedding space for five years. Uh, a big thing, and I see this, and I feel like I'm going to get shot saying this, but I think it is absolutely the most, one of the most ridiculous things is not giving raw images when a client asks for them. (laughs) Joey also feels very strongly about this. And I know that I am a minority in a lot of the wedding photography scene nowadays, but I'll tell you a little story. Yeah, with that. With that opinion. Uh, I'll tell you a little story. I had a client and I shot, again, shot weddings for five years amazing so much fun i'd say 98 percent of my clients were always thrilled with the outcome however i did have one client come out come back to me after the wedding and kind of sent me a little bit of a scathing email just not happy with the edits and i remember being so my heart just sunk when i got yeah, that it email it breaks your heart of it course. breaks your heart and I remember my initial internal response was defensiveness my initial internal response was what is she talking about? Like, this look great. Like, what, I don't even see what she's seeing. Like, oh my gosh, like what is going on? And then my second response, and I'm so glad I didn't respond with my first response, which is defensiveness. But I took a little bit of time, talked to somebody, talked to a friend about it. And then I was like, okay, you know what? This is this girl's wedding. So if she, these are her wedding photos. These are the only things she will get to the take from her things. wedding day for the rest of her life. 
So the fact that I'm feeling insulted a little bit and I feel sad and mostly it's not really actually insulted. It's more, I actually feel like embarrassed and kind of like really sad for her and for myself that this happened. The word insulted is what gets slapped on there. Yes. I'm insulted, but you're not insulted. You're embarrassed. It's It's feeling embarrassed. It's a you problem. Totally. And so I'm like, okay, you know what? Like I am a service-based industry. She hired me to do a job for good money. And so let's talk this out. So I got her on the phone. I got off the email chain, got her on the phone. It was basically like, hey, I want you to love your photos so much. That is my goal. And I am so sorry if you do not love your images. Let's talk about how we can make this right so that you leave feeling like, man, I can look back on these and be so excited rather than what you're feeling right now. Let's talk about it. So we go into like a full, like 45 minute conversation about the images. She was explaining to me kind of what her expectations were versus what I was doing. And she was actually expecting something different than kind of what we had talked about. And so Anyways, I ended up doing a full re-edit for her and I I might have also given her raw images, but I can't remember, but I definitely did an entire re-edit of the wedding. But if she had come back to me again and said, you know what, like, thank you for doing these. Th- thanks for doing these re-edits. However, I would just like the raw images. I would say, absolutely. I will send you a hard drive with all of the raw images. No problem. I just want you to be happy, Right. Like, I just want you to be happy to for me to fulfill the service that I promised that I would fulfill. Now, in your contract, it says they get... They get JPEGs. They receive JPEGs, yes. which means you're going to get the edited image, images. Yeah. You're not getting the RAWs. However, you would have still said, like you just said, Absolutely. at the end of the day, if you want the RAWs, this is your wedding. If you still feel like there's something mm-hmm. that's not being met and that feels like it's going to help you meet it, yep. absolutely, because you're a service provider. Yeah. We've seen so many people go, no, not giving you the Raws. It's in my contract. And it's like a it, contract. <laughs> Contracts are like fluff. They don't even really do anything. Yeah. A contract is literally just like a verbal agreement that you've put on paper. Ask any lawyer. Who is going to take a contract for like a $3,000 wedding to court? Nobody. It's going to cost you way more than that before you even get into court yeah. just in lawyer fees. Yeah. So contracts are like whatever. So when people say, well, I can't give them the raw images because it's in my contract. It's like, what? Yeah. That's just, guys, it's a hard there's, thing. Like there's at there's some point, so many you realize, again, creating a terrorist, ruining yeah. your reputation. I want the whole theme of this podcast to come back to what in your business can you do wrong that ruins your reputation when it could have just, you could have just swallowed it and gone, sure, I'll give them the raws. Yeah. Right. And we hear things all the time about why people don't want to do that. Right? Totally. Like, there's so many, excuse? there's so many what's arguments. The arguments of the raw situation is, oh, well, what if I give them the raws and they go and post the raw image and tag me or they re-edit it and then post it and tag me. And then other potential clients will see that work and they'll go, oh, like that girl shot that and that's the photo and it doesn't look edited at all or whatever it is. Or that looks different than what she does. Or they just look to you and they go, oh, that looks weird or whatever. And they go, it hurts my marketing. It hurts my marketing if that happens. And is this true? Yes. Totally. This is true. However, however, (laughs) if you're going to apply this argument, you guys, you would need to go back 
five years in the past to all of your past clients when you were obsessed with that like sepia tone preset or you really liked like the dark vignetting or whatever it is whatever <laughs> style wise or edits that you used that we, that we are it. all We've guilty all of, that we are all guilty of you'd have to go back to all of your past clients and tell them they are not allowed to post their images because it does not reflect your current editing style. You'd have to go back and tell every single client that. Logically, you'd have to do that. You would have to do that. And nobody's going to do that. Of course, you're not going to do that. That's basically a big slap in the face. This whole argument is basically a big slap in the face of, I care more about my future potential clients than, than you than you as a client, my current paying than my client. current paying client. I care more about the thoughts and the ideas of somebody else than your current happiness. I care more about my business success and revenue than your only thing you get to carry on. Your only your wedding. Your only wedding that you're gonna yeah. probably have, maybe. Hopefully. Ho hopefully, but maybe not. But maybe the only thing you get to carry on in the future of your wedding are those images. And if you do not, if your client does not like the images, does not feel content with the images, does not feel excited to hang them on their walls, then why would you ever deprive them of that for your marketing? That makes no sense. Well, to and me. here's the thing it's a terrible trade off. Anybody who looks at me and says, well, it's going to ruin my future marketing, I'm going, well, you're an idiot. <laughs> like, literally, I would say, well, you're an idiot <laughs> because, but listen to this. I'm like, if you're worried about, one person potentially re-editing a raw that you've sent or posting yeah. a raw raw, raw is raw. that going to hurt your business as much as literally creating a terrorist with this client? That person's going to run around town now going, this is my experience with this person. Don't hire this person. Yeah. This is how they hurt. They hurt my feelings because that was my only wedding day. Yeah. And I'm not actually fully jazzed and excited about my wedding photos. That will kill your business way mm -hmm. before somebody posting a raw image you give them or a re-edited image that you give them going yeah. on their social media and tagging you will. Like yeah. it's not even a conversation. Yeah. That is not even a, like you, that is, that is comparing apples to chimpanzees, not even apples to oranges, <laughs> apples to chimpanzees. To like it is such a big difference. So yeah. that's number one. Mm -hmm. That's the argument we hear. And that's how we're going to yeah. respond today saying, guys, again, do it's not, not create a terrorist. worth it. it Do is not, not put worth your it. own so be it marketing efforts in front of your reputation and in front of your client. Your and in front of your client. client. So number two is, well, I'm not going to give the raws over because it's insulting as an artist. That they didn't like my It's insulting preset. you didn't like it. And that's just too bad. It's insulting to me. And I'm an artist. You're not an artist. You're a service provider. Yeah. An artist is someone who creates art with no intention of anybody buying it. And then if somebody come have some somebody just comes and goes, hey, you know what? You paint. That looks pretty cool. They're like, yeah, I paint. Well, can I buy that off you? Yeah, you can buy it off me. That's an artist. Yep. Like, true form of an artist is somebody who literally just creates things with no intention to ever make money off of it. And if someday someone wants to buy it, awesome. If that person buys it, goes home, puts it in their home, comes back to them and says, you know what? Can you change the color? The painting, I think, is it's pink. I wish it was purple. That artist is going to be like, I can maybe make you another one. You can pay me, but I'm not changing that because I created that 10 years ago and you just decided to buy it. Yep. That's on you. That's not who you are. We you are service are providers. You are a service provider. We're hired to serve somebody. So until their needs are met and the client is always right. Yep. Until their needs All are met. All the time. Until their needs are met, you must serve that client. Okay. Number three. But it's in everybody else's contracts. It's in my contract. It's in everybody else's contract. Again. This is not a contract issue. Contracts are nothing but fluff. 
Like the idea yeah. of a contract is a cute thing. I use them, you use them, you should use them. But they're, th- your heart should not, your heart should be able to override your heart and your your conscience on your conscience on what a good reputation is going to be for you yeah. in the future should be able to override whatever your dang contract says. Yep. My contract and the example earlier in this video, in this podcast, said that I had a contract with somebody that somebody failed on because they were going into business. I could have easily said to them, nope, screw you. You still owe me this money and I'm going to keep this money even though you're going out of business. That sucks. But my heart and my reputation kicked in and went, you know what? I could do that because that's what the contract says, but that's probably not what's going to be best for them and for my potential future reputation in this town. Therefore, I'm going to do what they're asking for or at least I'm going to talk to them about what they're asking for and maybe we can meet in the middle somewhere. It's not a contract issue, guys. It's a heart issue and a reputation issue. So important. Absolutely. So here's how you should respond if you are in a situation with an unhappy client, because I think there are a million ways you can lose your business when you try to act like an artist instead of a service provider. And so number one, and this is the most important one, and this is the one I struggle with the most, and you probably struggle with the most, is number one, do not get defensive. The immediate response is you are going to get defensive. I'm just going to say it. Anytime anyone get critiques, usually the first response is defensiveness. But the best thing you can do for your business, the best thing you can do for your client is to not get defensive. Immediately come to their aid. Immediately try to come to an understanding, right? Come to the client and express and apologize for the fact that they are unhappy with what is currently going on. Because believe it or not, you work for them. If they hired you, you work for them. It is not the other way around. So number one, do not get defensive and immediately apologize that they do not feel like they have the the experience or the end product that they were hoping for. This isn't apologizing and taking uh, responsibility for everything that they said, right? You're not just going, oh, I'm just rolling over and yes, everything you said is correct and I did everything wrong. You're not taking all the blame. You're apologizing. Where they're they're wrong, but they're still the client that paid you for something and yes. you have to service them, right? And it's not taking blame for things that you didn't do. It's a merely apologizing that they are disappointed. You can apologize for that without having to take blame over maybe something that you, they are accusing you of that you didn't do, but you're apologizing that they're having a bad experience and that you and, and encourage them. You want them to have a great experience and you are willing to do whatever it takes to try to get them there to have a great experience. So that is number one. Do not get defensive. Yeah, number two is immediately, Christy said she did this earlier on in the conversation when she was giving her example, immediately get on the phone and say, hey, so sorry you're not having a great experience. What can we do to make this right? Yeah. Let's talk it. Let's talk about it. Let's hash it out because I do not want to go via text. I don't want to go through via email. Let emotions rise. Let's jump on the phone. I'm just going to say I'm sorry right off the bat. And then what are the next steps that I can help provide you with in order for you to really have your desired outcome, right? Yeah. That is going to diffuse so many situations. I literally watched Christy do that in her example, and it was great. She did it so well that a situation was diffused like that, and it turned out to be a great end result. And so it's really important you do that because that uh, getting on the phone stops a lot of things from creating terrorists in your business, right? Getting on the phone saves your reputation. Yeah. Number three, you need to do whatever it takes to leave that client happy. 
Now, I'm not saying that they get everything that they want or everything that they're expecting because maybe their expectations were way out of line, right? You can't make everybody happy, but you can do whatever you can to give them a solution to a point where they feel another wedding. They feel taken care of. I don't like the wedding you shot. We're going to do it again. Come (laughs) shoot it. It's like, okay, well, maybe I'll give you the raw images if that's what you originally wanted. Mm -hmm. Giving somebody raw images, again, is not crazy. It's not a crazy thing. That I don't is, understand why people thing. think it's crazy. That literally should be a normal thing. It so, totally. Anyways, I'm going to add a fourth. Add a fourth. The Go best for way for you to service your clients really well, because you're a service provider, so you don't lose your business, is going to repeat them, then add the fourth. Number one, do not get defensive. Number two, immediately hop on the phone to de-escalate the situation. Number three, make sure Provide you give them whatever that solution is going to be. Do whatever you can to give them that solution. Yep. Number four is you need to recap the situation internally with yourself and go, how can I prevent this going forward? A great way to prevent these situations from happening is getting really, really clear communication before the deal happens. Yes. Make sure you talk about this. Hey, so what do you want your wedding photos to look like? What are you not going to be excited about? If they look like this, is it going to disappoint you? Like, Go through all of that stuff so that by the time you get to actually delivering the product, you're like 99.9% sure that it is exactly what they want. I really make sure I do a lot of upfront work. I mean, we do this with brand photos too, everything, brand strategy stuff. Have huge conversations yes. up front of what are the expectations? How can we not only meet them, but how can we know the expectations so clearly that we can exceed them for you? Mm-hmm. If you never do that prior to actually doing the service, you're going to end up in a lot more of these situations than you probably want to be, right? Yeah. Um, so that's the fourth one. Number one, don't get offensive. Number two, or don't get defensive, sorry. Uh, number two, immediately hop on the phone to, to de-escalate it. Number three, do whatever you have to do to get the client the desired outcome they want. Number four, recap within your own mind or within your company, within your business, within your team, if you have a team, to go, how do we prevent this next time? And the answer is probably going to be doing a little bit more legwork up front yeah. before you actually start servicing. That's so, always how it goes. Always how it goes. So you guys... Thank you for coming to our living room uh, couch conversation. You can go um, play outside. You can go play outside now. But really, photographers and maybe videographers as well, the raw footage, just let it go. It is not a sign totally. whether or not you're an artist of whether or not you keep your raw images or not. If you are a service provider, start acting like one. If you want to be an artist who does the traditional artist way, Quit your service business. If you do not want to service people and put them first, leave the service-based industry. No one's stopping you. Don't let the door hit you. Don't let the door hit you Uh, because we're in it for them, not just for ourselves. Totally. Your business is for them, not just about you. Yeah. So uh, real quick, we've got a fun episode coming next week. Next week, yeah. So uh, a friend of the show, a friend of us personally. Great friend. No idea how she hasn't been on the podcast yet, um, but it's Biba, Biba Val. She's going to be on the show next week. We're so excited. Yes. Um, we're going to be talking about a ton of things around productivity for yourself as a business. Uh, and she's really impressive because she often does that as a solopreneur. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to be talking about that because a lot of you guys are solopreneurs. So cannot wait. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the show. Cherry on top. Leave us a review. Leave yep. us a written review. We'd love that. But next week is going to be an awesome conversation with Biba. Yeah. And we might just have something else a little gift for you a little gift next for you. week so it's gonna be good yeah. we'll see you next so week good. guys bye thank you so much for joining us today we were so happy to have you here 
And do not forget to jump onto iTunes, give us a five-star rating and write a written review. That would mean the world to us. And we'll catch you next time on the Creative Rise podcast, where we believe you deserve to break the creative struggle and it should be simple. Peace.